Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. What a beautiful thing it is to be in the presence of the Lord. And how great it is to be in the house of the Lord. You did not make a mistake in coming here this morning. And I announce to you today that something good is coming your way. I do not think that your amen shows somebody who believes. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell the person standing by you, tell the person, my dear friend, God is in his house. And he's about to speak to us. I am ready to receive his word. But I want to warn you. I don't want any disturbances. Don't bring your things here today. Because if you do, I will face you squarely. Because as for today, I will not miss out on my blessing. Give Jesus a shout of glory. Let us pray, church. Father, we bless your name this morning. We give you the glory and the honor due your name. We count ourselves as privileged to be your children. To have a fold that we belong to. Thank you for every single member of the Shepherd's Fold Restoration family. For those here in the headquarters, for those in the different branches that we have started. Thank you also for friends and partners of this ministry. And for anybody and for everybody who is joined in online and watching this morning's service. Thank you also for those who will watch later on. You've placed your word in my mouth. That is the word I am about to release unto your people. It is not my word. It is not my message. For who am I? It is your word. And it is your message. May your sweet Holy Spirit take the word. Take the message. And do a great work in the lives of your people in the name of Jesus. 
Father, you are the only one who can bless us. Nobody else can bring us to the place of blessing that you would have us be. Our trust is in you. And thank you that through your word, we will be ushered into your blessings and into the good things that you have prepared for us. I give you glory and honor today. Thank you in Jesus' mighty name. And let the people of God shout another loud amen. Amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord. And you may be seated. Genesis chapter 22. And we are going to read from verse 1 to verse 18. Quite long. But we got to read them all. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, did you bring your Bible to church today? Or your Bible is in the screen. There's a song we sing, show me your kotoje. This is my kotoje. Now tell your neighbor, show me your Bible. This is my Bible. I can see somebody pointing to the screen. We really have to stop that rough. Always come to church with your Bible. Your notebook. Your pen. So that you can read from your own Bible. Where there's a need to underline something, you can do so in your own Bible. I'm telling you, this is important for every Christian. And all of these things help you to know God for yourself. Genesis 22, reading from verse 1. Some time later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied. What did he say? Yes. yes. Alright. Here I am. Take your son. Your only son. <laughs> yes, Isaac. Whom you love so much. And go to the land of Moriah. This is not Mori in, in the central region. This one is Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, 
Abraham told the servants the boy and I will travel a little farther we will worship there and then we will come right back so Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked on together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Poppy, yes, my son. Abraham replied, Abraham we have the fire and the wood. The boy said, but where is the sheep for a burnt offering? God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son. Abraham answered, and they both walked on together. When they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son so as a sacrifice. At that moment, Sir, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, 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 Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Abraham named the place Yahweh Yiri or Jehovah Jireh or Jiri, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham from heaven. This is what the Lord said. Because you have obeyed me and have not withheld even your son, your only son. I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number. Like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. 
Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. All because you have obeyed me. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Did you enjoy the reading of the word of God? Yes. It's so beautiful. Hallelujah. You know, last Sunday, I was sharing with you on the subject, 10 goals that all fathers must aspire to. I didn't finish it. But I am shelving it for another time. But today, I'm going to sh- I'm sharing with you a message that I have titled, Abraham's Test and Lessons to be Learned. Abraham's Test and lessons to be learned. I certainly will not finish today because there's so much to talk about. So I will start and wherever we get to when it's time for me to end, we will end and I'll pick it up again next week Sunday. Is it all right with you? Yes. I can almost imagine Abraham's shock and confusion when God came to him with this very unusual request. I want you to sacrifice your son to me. He must have been shocked. That God, you've been eating cow. You've been eating goats and sheep. What is this thing that you are asking for? You want me to sacrifice my son? Are you mean Ishmael? God said no. Now God was very specific. And was very crystal clear about what he wanted. He said, I want your son, your only son, and the son whom you love. God did not want Abraham to be confused about what he was asking for. Because maybe Abraham would have tried to pull a fast one on him. Because the truth is that he had Ishmael before he had Isaac. But it was clear that Ishmael was the son whom he loved. I beg your pardon. Isaac was the son whom he loved. Because he was the son of promise. If it was Ishmael, Ishmael, it wouldn't have been too big a deal. Round about this time, Ishmael was somewhere so if it was Ishmael God was looking for 
Abraham would have organized a search party. Go and catch that boy and bring him now. God wants to eat him. But God said no. Not Ishmael. But Isaac. I was listening to a pastor narrate the story of how he entered into full-time ministry. He said when he told his mother that he wanted to quit his job at the bank and serve God full-time, his mother said, no, you are not the one who is supposed to serve the Lord. In that way, he had seven other siblings. So, the mother pointed to one of them. That if God is looking for somebody to serve him full time, this one, but not you because this guy had worked in the bank for many years he's the one who brings the money for the mother to chop if he leaves his job in the bank what money is the mother going to chop? So she said, no, not you, that one. Yeah. Maybe Abraham tried to negotiate with God. That take Ishmael. It cannot be Isaac. It cannot be Isaac. God, you were confused when you were giving the instruction. But God wasn't confused. He knew what he wanted. He wanted Isaac. Sometimes, you know, we want to pull a fast one on God. Sometimes you want to give an offering. God is telling you, give hundreds. The blues. And then you want to give 10 cities, so, the greens. Matin. And you, you, you insist that, of course, God did not say 100. He said 10. But another voice is trying to confuse me. It's not another voice. It is the Lord. And I want to tell you something. Eh? You had better get used to the fact that God is not just looking for anything keke from us. He is looking for our very best. Our very best. That's why he says that thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. He wants your very best. So let us ask ourselves today. What have we given to the Lord? Or what are we giving to him? Is it all? Is it all? Or is just a portion? This question I cannot answer for you. 
I got to answer it for myself. But it's an important question that each and every one of you must answer for yourself. Somebody say, Pastor, you are preaching. <laughs> you are preaching. And you are disturbing me. But preach on, Pastor. Clap your hands oh, unto the sir. Lord. Really, we don't have any account in the Bible to make us see that Abraham protested and pleaded with God that don't let me do this. But all we know is that he decided to obey God and offer his son Isaac to him. By the way, I don't think he told Sarah before he left the house. Otherwise, the thing would not have come, would not have happened. Maybe later on when they came back home and Isaac went to report his father, I can imagine the domestic problem in the house. The son that I struggled to burn, you went to sacrifice him. When the voice was speaking to you to do that, why did you not bind the voice? It was not the voice of God. It was another voice. So I don't think he told Sarah. But she must have found out later. So he chose two of his servants, gathered the items that he needed, and set off on the journey to Mount Moriah. It took three days. As they were going, I'm sure that there was pain in Abraham's heart. Still in confusion. In anguish. Asking himself that why is God doing this? But one thing that he didn't lose was his faith in God. And I want to say to somebody today, when you don't understand what God is doing, keep your faith alive in him. Hallelujah. Amen. He didn't understand what was going on, but he trusted God. That God must have a good reason for asking him for such a great sacrifice. And he was determined to obey him. When they got to the foot of the mountain, he left the two servants there with the donkey. And then he placed the firewood on Isaac so that he was carrying the firewood for his own sacrifice. And he didn't know what was happening. Now, it is not too clear how old Isaac was. This version calls him a boy. But some Bible scholars, when they calculate when he was born and what transpired afterwards, they seem to think that he must have been more than 20 years old. Because the original Hebrew text, the word that is used for lad, is used to describe a certain age group 
from about 20 to 35 thereabouts. And it makes sense to think so because, I mean, can you imagine a little boy, six years old, he's carrying firewood to go up a mountain. So he, he was, it's believed that he was a young man. Anyway, as they marched on, Isaac called out to his father. He said, Da! What did he say? Da. Da. I can see the firewood. That's what I'm carrying. I can see the fire. That's what you are holding. But where the sacrifice day? Where is the sacrifice? I'm sure that when he asked that question, Abraham's heart smote him. What does he tell the boy? That you are the sacrifice. <laughs> Maybe I, because Isaac could have run away. I think that he was stronger than his father. I mean, what would you have done? You would drop the firewood and run. So he couldn't tell him that. But he said something to him that revealed the faith that he still had in God, even though he didn't understand what God was doing. He said to him, the Lord will provide the sheep. The Lord will provide the sheep. When you don't know how things are going to be sorted out in your life. When you don't know where your next meal is going to come from. When you don't know where the money you need is going to come from. I want to say to you today and learn to say to yourself that the Lord will provide. Look into the face of your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I don't know what your need is. But I'm telling you today. The Lord will provide. Tell him or her again. The Lord will provide. Hallelujah. Amen. They get to the top of the mountain. Abraham builds the altar. Lays the wood on it. And then to Isaac's horror. His father catches him. I really don't know what he did to the boy. But he catches him and ties him up on top of the wood. That is when for the first time the boy or the young man realized that I am the sacrifice. <laughs> I am actually the sacrifice. Did he scream? I don't know. Did he cry? Maybe he did. Did he beg? Father, don't do this. Let's discuss this. Let's analyze it again. What you are doing is not right. 
Maybe he tried to negotiate with his father. We don't know. But it's one of the questions that I intend to ask God when I see him. And I would like to discuss this also with Abraham. That how did it really play out there? Because maybe the boy was screaming. And the more he screamed, the more Abraham's heart smote him. He quickly picked up the knife. He wanted to get it over and done with quickly. As he raised the knife to slit his son's neck. Look guys, it must have been a very wild thing. (laughs) Have you seen a goat or a sheep being killed before? It's not an easy thing. They slit the throat. You can't do that with a pig. Are you away? Pig, pig it doesn't allow itself to be treated in that way. <laughs> but he picked the knife. Ready to slit the boy's throat. Then he heard a voice. Call out his name. Abraham, Abraham. Abraham. He didn't call him once in case he misses it. He called him twice. Abraham, Abraham. Abraham, Abraham. Stop it. Don't do it. You have passed your test with flying colors. Clap your hands unto the Lord. So now he notices that there is a ram caught up in the thicket. He releases his son. Maybe the boy said to him, you, 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 you daddy, you, you daddy. You see, you see what you were going to do, you daddy. You, it's okay. When I go, home, I'll tell mommy you see. <laughs> I'll tell mommy you see. So he catches the ram. And offers it as a sacrifice to the Lord. And he called the place Jehovah Jireh. Which means the Lord will provide. Then the angel of the Lord speaks to him again. And reaffirms God's covenant with him. And God said. When I called you. I told you that I will bless you. But this time, I am swearing by my name and by my swell that the blessing way I say I will bless you I will certainly bless you. In other words, nothing can stop it. Nothing can prevent it. And what I said I would do in your life, I would do it You will become great. Your descendants will multiply abundantly. More than the sand particles on the shore. More than the stars in the sky. I will bless you. I will give you the victory and the upper hand over your enemies. And you will do mightily well. And this was what God said to him. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's the story. 
Is it just a story that has been recorded in the Bible for us to read and enjoy? No, there are lessons in it for us to learn. So what are the lessons to learn from this? So today I'm just introducing the, 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 the sermon. The first lesson to learn from Abraham's test is that what God asked Abraham to do was a shadow of what he himself was going to do. Thousands of years after. I'll say that again. The first lesson we learn from Abraham's test is that what God asked Abraham to do was a shadow of what he, God himself, was going to do. Thousands of years afterwards. Because remember that thousands of years after, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. So what God asked Abraham to do, he himself was going to do that by giving his only begotten son. It was not as if God had many sons. He didn't send an angel. Because as for the angels, there were multitudes of them. But no angel could carry out the salvation plan. It required somebody to come as mortal man. Somebody to be born into this world and into this life. To walk where we walk. To feel what we feel. Somebody who will be perfect in all his ways. Spotless. Sinless. Somebody who was going to take our place on the cross. And die in our place. Nobody else could carry out this assignment except Jesus, the only begotten son. And God did not withhold his son, his only begotten son from us. So with what happened with Abraham, God was revealing to us something that he was going to do himself. Through that, he was going to save the world and produce many sons and daughters of which you and I are part today. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Adoy dear minti I say. Majin kwani doi de muye dro Odoi ya wanwa do Odoi enintiase Majin kwani doi de muye dro Odoi ya wanwa do Odoi enintiase 
greater love has no man than this love. Jesus Christ, he laid down his life for us all. There's no greater love than that. There's no greater love than that. For God to give his only begotten son. Ladies and gentlemen. That's what he gave for you and I to be who we are today. And to sit where we sit today. It was costly. It was priceless. And God did not withhold his very best from us. Which is why we must endeavor not to withhold our best from the Lord. Because that is the only appropriate way to express our gratitude to him. To give him our lives, our strength, our abilities, our resources, our intelligence, our giftings, we cannot withhold them from God anymore. Because God did not withhold his only begotten son. And this is a message from the Lord to us. Number two. There are things that God will require of us that we may not understand. There are things that God will require of us that we may not understand. Johnson, there are things that God will require of you that you may not understand. Certainly, Abraham did not understand what God was up to. And I want to say to you, my beloved friends, that if we think that everything that God sets out to do will be very clear to us, then we are mistaken. Sometimes he chooses to make things clear to us. There are other times also where he doesn't show us the blueprint clearly of what he is doing. So you need to understand that there are going to be times in your life when you will go through things. When God will make demands on you. When God will make certain moves in your life. Where you will go through certain experiences. And you will not understand what God is doing. Romans 11.33 Romans 11.33 Oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. Did, did you see that in the Bible? Can you read that last sentence with me? Ready, go. 
how impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. Sometimes he gives us a gleam. He reveals a little bit of what he's doing. But he doesn't do that all the time. And Abraham did not understand what God was doing. He must have been confused. And I'm saying to you, my friends, that there are going to be times like that in our lives. Or perhaps we've been through that already. Or maybe we are going through that currently. Where a series of things are happening in your life. One thing followed by another followed by another. So many things are coming your way. And it's like, where is this one too from? You are sitting your somewhere thinking about yourself. And then before you realize something else has created and you don't understand that I thought that this was over. And I can, I can, I can just press on. And you don't understand why God has allowed certain But you must understand from Abraham's test that there are things that God will take us through that we will not understand. The third lesson is that there will be things that God will take us through which we will find difficult to accept. So you see, the first one, it will be difficult to understand. Then this other one is, it will be difficult to accept it. Which is why sometimes we reject the, the things that God requires of us to do. Psalms 22 verse 1 to 2. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you do not answer. Every night I lift my voice, but I find no relief. Is there anybody who has been there before? anybody you've been through that experience you're praying you're fasting you are crying out to the Lord but he's not minding you and it's difficult to accept what is happening in your life yeah. it was very difficult for Abraham to accept Abraham to do what God said he should do. If you think it was easy, then think about it again. And what Abraham went through is revealing to us that there are things that God will take us through that we will find difficult to accept. The last one for today. There are things that God will require of us that must be done speedily. Otherwise, we may never do them. There are things that God will require of us that must be done speedily. 
Otherwise, we may never do them. Verse 3 of Genesis 22. After God spoke to Abraham, the Bible says, and Abraham got up early when? In the morning. Genesis 22, verse 3. And Abraham got up when? Early in the morning. Early in the morning. That was the following day. The next morning, Abraham got up early. In other words, he didn't waste time. Because the truth of the matter is this. That sometimes when you hesitate in carrying out God's instructions. Or you hesitate to make the move that you must make. It can lead to that thing not being done at all. And it can lead to an abortion of the plan and purposes of God for your life. And Abraham did not waste time. He knew that what God was asking him to do was going to be very difficult. And he decided to do it quickly before he has a change of mind. So there are things that God is going to ask you to do. Sometimes it's a relationship that you need to break out of quickly. Sometimes there's a marriage that you need to move into quickly. There are times when God opens a door and you must move through that door quickly. Because your delay can lead to a cancellation of what God had intended to do in your life. And the Spirit of God is saying to us today that there are some of us who have missed out on great opportunities because we delayed. We were too slow. We didn't take the step that we needed to take quickly. We didn't make the move that we needed to make quickly. And because we delayed, it led to a cancellation or a denial. I pray for you that God will give you a second chance. Amen. If there's any door He opened for you, Jesus. That you blew that opportunity. May he come your way again. Amen. May you hear the voice of God a second time. Amen. When Jonah refused to listen to the voice of God the first time. He ended up in the belly of the whale. But God was gracious. And the God of the second chance. He caused him to be vomited on the shores of Nineveh. And the Bible says the voice of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. May you receive a second chance. May you receive a second opportunity. May God make a new way for you. May God create a new path for you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Numbers 13 verse 30. Numbers 13 verse 30. This is our last scripture for today. I'll continue next week. But Caleb 
tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. He said to the people, let's go at once to take the land. We can certainly conquer it. What did he say to the people? Let's go when? At once. So this was when Moses sent spies to spy out the land and included in the 12 spies were Joshua and Caleb. When they came back, 10 of the spies, although their names are recorded, we don't remember their names. Their names are there. But if I ask you, Apart from Joshua and Caleb, mention the name of at least one of the other spies who were sent. Sandra, do you know their names? <laughs> Don't say Kweku. Because <laughs> there was no Kweku there. Or Kwabana Kwejo. No. Ana Kofi Dansumpo. Ana Kodansu. Caleb and Joshua. They are the only two spies whose names we remember. Because unlike the rest of them, they came with a positive report. The others said, no, no, no. Don't go there. The people we saw, there's no way we can defeat them. We were like grasshoppers in their sight. They saw us like grasshoppers. And we saw ourselves like grasshoppers. We can't take them. Let's change our course. But Caleb, and Joshua said to the people we can take the land and then Caleb added let's go when at once but they didn't listen and it resulted in they wandering in the wilderness for nearly 40 years the journey to the promised land should have taken 11 days. It ended up taking 40 years. If they had gone up at once, their pain, their difficulties, their struggles in the wilderness will not have happened. By the time the 40 years were over, all of that generation that left Egypt to embark on the journey to the promised land, they died in the wilderness. Except Caleb and Joshua. Even Moses didn't make it. And it is because they did not go up at once. So I want you to see the enormity of delaying to take certain steps for us. It can lead to a long delay of something that God wants to do. Like you have an opportunity to serve God and you are, you are playing games with it. What makes you think that you will always have that time? What, what makes us think so? Like there are some changes we need to make in our lives. 
but we, we are not making the moves. I'm asking that what is it that makes us think that we have a lot of time at our disposal? It's not true. It's a deception. So there are things that we must do at once. And God is speaking to many of us. And you know that God is speaking to you. Because as I'm speaking, something is flashing through your mind. Something is flashing through your mind. That there's a step that I must take at once. There's a move that I must make at once. My prayer for you today is that the Holy Spirit will help you to take the step that you must and make the move that you must make. Abraham's test teaches us a lot of lessons. And today, we have looked at four of them. By the grace of God, next Sunday, we'll pick up from where we left off and launch deeper into Abraham's test and the lessons to be learned. May the Lord add his blessing to his word preached today. Rise to your feet and let us close. Close your eyes, lift up your hands and speak to the Lord right now. Speak to the Lord. Along the line during this teaching, I'm going to be praying for us. I'm going to invite different categories of people to pray for you, lay hands on you. I'm going to ask you to come to the altar, kneel before it, and speak to the Lord for yourself. But there are so many lessons that God is trying to draw our attention to. And he's doing so because he wants to help us. Pray that you will learn the lessons God wants you to learn well. In the name of Jesus. We give you thanks, Lord. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, you're here today, but there's a decision that you need to take the most important decision of your life that you have failed to take. But today, you must move speedily and take that decision. It's the decision about who you're going to serve in this life. It's a decision about giving your heart to Jesus. So may I ask you, my friend, have you received Jesus as Lord and Savior? Are you born again? Is your name written in the book of life? If you are not sure or the answer is no, then this morning you have an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. No need to delay. No need to wait anymore. Somebody invited you to church today and there's a reason why you are here. Because God is trying to get your attention. My friend, he loves you and he wants to make a difference in your life. And that is why you are here today. Don't take it 
Likely. Don't assume that it is just a coincidence. It's a time to bow your knees to Jesus. You may be watching me and you know that God is trying to get your attention. Today you want to say to him, Lord, here I am. I give you my heart and I give you my life. Don't live here without surrendering your heart to Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, forgetting about anybody standing by you, what they think, or what they may say. Focus on the Lord. And if you want to receive him as Lord and Savior, I want you to lift up your right hand wherever you are. God bless you. I see your hands. I said, lift it very clearly. Today is the day of your salvation. Don't waste time. Don't miss your opportunity. God bless you. I see your hands. I see your hands. I see your hands. hands. Now, as you've lifted up your hands, I want you to do one more thing I want you to move from your chair where you are. And come. Come to me now. Come. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me right now. Clap your hands for them as they come. I saw some hands lifted there. Come right now. Come to Jesus. 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 Come to Jesus right now. Because he wants you. He's looking for you. He's waiting for you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, clap your hands for our guests. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you as you come. God bless you. Now, those of you standing in front, I'm going to pray a prayer with you. You know, Jesus is here. And the angels are all over the place. They are waiting in expectation for you to commit your heart to Jesus and is ready to hear your prayer. So say this prayer with me. Close your eyes and say, Heavenly Father, today I come to you just as I am. Father, Please forgive me for all my sins. Please wash me with your precious blood. From today, I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. For the rest of my life, I will serve him. I will follow him. I will live for him. Please help me through your Holy Spirit to fulfill this pledge. From today, I am yours and you are mine. Please write my name in the book of life as your child. Change my life. Make me brand new. Show me your glory. Make my life beautiful. I thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' mighty name.
Thank you for listening to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.